Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Good Sunday afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann again doing this show remotely. Dr. Mann, how are you holding up? Oh, I'm doing beautiful. The weather has been outstanding. Uh, This weekend is just beautiful. Yes, it's nice to be able to drop the kids in the backyard and then to be able to burn off some energy as we deal with the... uh, Hopefully soon to be uh, scaling back stay-at-home order, but we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed and make sure that safety is first when it comes to uh, these types of orders and are, are following all the stay-at-home orders and, and being cautious. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, May 8th's the, uh, the day that we hopefully will start reopening. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I think we can. Uh, so, um, and, and it's... Uh, I think everybody is is ready to get out of their house and start getting life back to normal. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I think we're all dealing with the cabin fever, but Hey, you know, we got to make sure that we're doing the right thing and that we're keeping ourselves, our families and our neighbors safe. Well, Dr. Man, uh, as we've been dealing with the COVID-19 crisis, you and I have been talking a lot about how underlying issues and underlying diseases are, are complicating and, and causing, unfortunately, fatalities when it comes to coronavirus cases. But, um, you know, a, a serious underlying disease that affects dentistry and affects a lot of people is sleep apnea. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So let's start with the basics. What is sleep apnea? Well, that's a great uh, introduction to sleep apnea because it is an underlying condition. It creates other underlying conditions that increases your risk for mortality. And uh, sleep apnea is when you stop breathing at night. So basically your airway shuts off, you know, shuts down, and you, you're you not getting the oxygen while you're breathing. That's the basic uh, explanation for sleep apnea. Um, about 5 to 7% of men in America have it, and about 3 to 5% of women in America have sleep apnea. Um, and sleep apnea comes in different, <clears throat> excuse me, comes in different forms. Um, you can have mild, moderate, or severe, but uh, it basically is when you stop breathing, which um, I always tell people, try to hold your breath for a minute or two and, uh, you know, do that about 10 to 15 times. That's the mild category if you do that within a given uh, amount of time of an hour. So um, uh, you can imagine how uh, it can affect someone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about not having access to air and you get uh, really queasy really fast. So, Dr. Mann, we know what sleep apnea is now. What What are the symptoms of someone who has sleep apnea? Well, some of the symptoms can be, t- the, the main symptom is tiredness. Um, you know, you're feeling really tired. Um, and, I, and I always use this uh, with a grain of salt as one of the uh, symptoms because a lot of people become used to being tired and they think it's part of their life. So when you ask them the question, do you feel tired? They're like, mm, no, not really, not more than normal. Well, they're not normal. Uh, they are tired, but they don't realize it. Um, one of the major symptoms, and, and of course your spouse or someone has to tell you, is snoring. If you snore, whether it's mild, moderate, or even severe snoring, that is one of the main symptoms of sleep apnea. But some of the other symptoms uh, um, include, um, uh, acid reflux. A lot of people that have acid reflux also have sleep apnea, um, high blood pressure that's uncontrolled. Um, that is also a symptom grinding and, um, your teeth severely can also be 
a sign of sleep apnea. So we have quite a few symptoms there that someone at home, um, if they're doing some of these, should definitely be checked out um, for sleep apnea. Yeah, that's a pretty scary situation when you think of snoring, how common most people consider it, or they may think it's cute or not something too serious. But um, tell us uh, what sleep apnea can do to us. Well, when you stop breathing, um, one of the things that occurs is your heart has to start working harder because your cells in your body need oxygen. And um, so the blood flow has to to start occurring faster so that more oxygen, uh, so the same amount of oxygen can get to those cells. So if you're not taking in oxygen breathing, you get less in your blood. So your SpO2, we call it your oxygen saturation, your blood decreases. And when it decreases below 90%, your body goes into a fight or flight kind of a um, situation and it raises your heart rate. Now, when you're sleeping, what does that, what happens is if you're in a deep sleep um, or even in uh, what we call uh, REM sleep, which is your, your, the sleep you, that, that really gets you rested, um, it wakes you up into either light sleep or it can even wake you up all the way so that you're uh, awake and fully aware. Um, so that it breaks your apnea because the goal is to break that apnea so that you start breathing again. You can imagine if someone put a pillow over your head or um, their hands around your neck that uh, you would go into a fight or flight if you stopped breathing and you would have more strength and, and things like that. So that is where the tiredness comes in because people are constantly waking up um, with that fight or flight throughout the night. Um, you know, we've seen in severe cases as many as 200 times, uh, 300 times in a given night. So um, that, that you can imagine, can really make uh, someone tired. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're not getting that necessary sleep that you need to recharge your batteries and be ready for the day ahead. Well, Dr. Mann, we need to take a break here, but I want to talk to you a little bit about how you diagnose this and you know what, what needs to be done for folks who may be expressing some of these symptoms who are looking for treatment. I want to remind everyone listening that Dr. Mann's office is currently open for essential and emergency services. You can go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. You can also call 919-462-9338, 919-462-9338 to schedule an appointment. Uh, again, emergency and essential services right now, but you can also schedule appointments further out if you're looking to get your regular checkup or a cleaning done. That is still available, 919-462-9338. You are listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. You are listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. And today we're talking all about sleep apnea. And this is an appropriate discussion because uh, we've heard so much with COVID-19 about how uh, those with underlying conditions are... Um, 
even more at risk to the virus and uh, could face uh, severe complications due to the virus. But uh, sleep apnea, Dr. Mann, is an underlying condition, and we've talked about what exactly it is and what some of the symptoms are. So let's say, uh, you know, you've got a spouse or you yourself, you're snoring a lot. Um, We go to see you. What happens next? Well, a lot of uh, people say, what does a dentist know about uh, sleep apnea and why are they diagnosing it? Well, the American Dental Association, which really regulates our profession, has highly recommended that dentists back in 2017 uh, start uh, screening every single patient that comes in. And when I say um, sleep apnea, sleep apnea can occur even in uh, younger kids, which we talked about on our show um, during our Healthy Start programs. But uh, sleep apnea can occur, and our goal is to screen for that. The first thing we do on all of our patients is we take a blood pressure. Um, and we do that um, so that we can uh, determine if someone has um, high blood pressure on a consistent basis. And that can start a discussion. If someone does have a high blood pressure, then we can lead it uh, the discussion down the path of uh, any sleep apnea symptoms. We have forms also that we have on um, the patient uh, fill out. Um, Some of those forms will ask them questions about, can they get through a movie without falling asleep? Do they fall asleep while they're driving as a, um, uh, at stoplights? Do they fall asleep as a passenger um, with a, with a ride over an hour? Things like uh, these questions will lead us to determine if someone's at a higher risk for sleep apnea. But the only way to diagnose sleep apnea is to get a sleep test or sleep study. Um, and these can come in, in two forms. One, through a take-home study, which is uh, basically a headband that you wear. And you wear this headband, and then um, you bring it back to our office, and we download it. And then we have a sleep cardiologist read um, the results. And uh, from those results, we can determine if someone has sleep apnea. The other option is you can go to a sleep center, and a sleep center will actually hook up a lot of uh, diodes to your head and and, um, and basically, they can determine over a, a 24-hour period, or excuse me, an eight-hour night of sleeping, um, whether you have sleep apnea or not. And so those are the two ways that it can be diagnosed. We first screen the person, um, and then we highly recommend if we feel like they're in a certain category um, to go get a sleep study um, or do our take-home study. Gotcha. So there's two options for folks to find out exactly what's going on. So let's say that you find out you do have sleep apnea. What comes next? Once you find, once we find out you have sleep apnea, the next determination um, is what degree do you have? Uh, So if you have mild uh, sleep apnea, that's about zero to 15 events or excuse me, five to 15 events per hour. Um, If you have moderate, that's 15 to 30 events per hour, which seems like a lot. And uh, you can imagine, again, if you're having 15 to 30 events per hour, um, it's considered moderate, but it's still uh, an advanced uh, sleep apnea. And then even mild, uh, five to 15 is quite a few in a given hour and can affect your overall health. Uh, Severe is anything over 30 per hour. Once we figure out which category you fall in, then we can determine the treatment that we use. There's two forms of treatment, really three forms of treatment um, that, that can happen. Um, one is surgical. Um, if you um, have a, a uvula, which is the, the piece that hangs down to the back of your throat and it's really long, um, it, can, it can close off your, uh, 
your airway. Um, you can have um, surgery, certain surgeries. If your airway is narrow due to your skeletal profile, um, you can have surgeries. It's a very invasive uh, approach. Um, some people go that route, but very minimal. Um, and But the, the other um, option, which most people are familiar with, is um, the CPAP. Um, and that's basically a machine that delivers air consistently throughout the night to keep your airway open. Um, these have come a long way uh, since they first came out. Um, and they are very successful at treating sleep apnea. Um, a lot of people don't use uh, the device uh, like they should. There's only about a 50% compliance rate with the CPAP. Um, uh, studies show the reason for that is uh, it drives people out and they don't like the noise and or it's they're claustrophobic because they have to wear a mask. Um, the other, the other underlying reason is that they don't think it looks sexy uh, for their spouse when they have a mask on. Um, so uh, for these reasons, we don't see um, the compliance that we need to see in those patients that are diagnosed with sleep apnea. The third way is something called a mandibular advancement device. And it's basically a mouthpiece that you wear that keeps your lower jaw forward. And what that does is that keeps your airway open it keeps that tissue tight in the back so that it can't collapse and close your airway. So those are really the three main um, uh, treatments that you can get if you're diagnosed. Dr. Mann, I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of commercial advertisements for a, a treatment that I, I guess is some sort of mild surgery or something that works inside your body with a remote. Have you seen these commercials? Yes. Um, I don't think there has been uh, any independent studies um, uh, enough to know if that will work. Um, I have definitely seen those. Um, it is promising. Um, they, I think they do um, like an electrical shock to keep your, um, your, your uh, soft tissue stimulated so that it doesn't close off. Much like the mandibular advancement device and keeping that tissue um, tight and keeping it from relaxing and closing down. Um, the electric shock does the same thing. It also may um, stimulate uh, breathing a little bit differently. Um, so I, I haven't done um, or seen any independent research that I have read um, about the effectiveness of it. Um, I know it is a, a very expensive treatment, um, but hey, it, it could be something that we use uh, in the surgical approach to treating sleep apnea. Well, good. I, I always hate to put you on the spot with stuff like that, but um, you know, it would seem like something like the mandibular advancement device would be a, a tried and true method, and probably a lot more cost effective than uh, than something like this. But hey, everyone uh, is interested in different ways to cure this because, as we've discussed, it it's pretty serious and something that you don't want to sit around and, and wait on. You want to get it treated immediately. That's correct. You know. It is something that you don't want to ignore. Um, if you're a CPAP user or you've been diagnosed and you have a CPAP and it's sitting in the corner collecting dust, um, you are actually killing yourself by not treating your sleep apnea slowly. Um, and many, many studies show that, independent studies. Um, you're increasing your risk for stroke. You're increasing your risk for um, uh, a throat cancer due to an increased risk for um, uh, acid reflux. You're increasing your risk for a cardiac event. So there's a lot of underlying things that are occurring because you're not uh, treating the sleep apnea. And as we've seen with COVID-19, one of the major things that we um, 
see with those who go into complications is uh, high blood pressure. Um, uh, if you have high blood pressure that's, uh, that has been very hard to treat with medication, or you have a, a you know you snore heavily and you don't want to use the medication, um, one of the things that you may consider doing is treating the sleep apnea um, because we have treated a lot of patients in our office um, or diagnosed them, I should say, with uncontrolled high blood pressure. And the doctors had them on several different types of medication. Uh, their GP, well, the GP never thought about sending them for a sleep study. And when they went and got a sleep study, they found out that they had sleep apnea. Once the sleep apnea was treated, the medication worked just fine to, uh, to, to, uh, to uh, reduce their blood pressure to normal levels. We have had several patients that completely came off their medications once they were treated for their sleep apnea. So remember, uh, high blood pressure is basically an underlying condition that the coronavirus COVID-19 um, uh, plays on. So we, we really have to uh, keep that in mind. And one of the main reasons for uncontrolled high blood pressure in men and women is uh, sleep apnea. Yeah. And, you know, your office does a wonderful job of checking your patients, checking their blood pressure. And that's why it's important to go see the dentist regularly. And if you're not doing that, schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann. Go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. Or you can call 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Dr. Mann's office is operating under uh, treatment for emergency and essential services right now. But hopefully in the next couple weeks that uh, things will be slowly getting back to normal. And you can schedule a regular checkup or cleaning by calling 919 462 a quick break and back with more. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. I am Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. I say here, I'm at my house and he's at his, but we're doing this show uh, regardless of the distance between us because uh, Dr. Mann, this is important stuff that we're talking about and today we're talking about sleep apnea and we were just discussing treatments for sleep apnea, Dr. Mann, and one of the wonderful, uh, I guess, side effects of the treatment is that for those of us who snore and have sleep apnea, that uh, these treatments will eliminate the snoring. Yeah, it's uh, snoring is probably one of the uh first signs we see with sleep apnea. And of course, one of the things with snoring is it always irritates your spouse. And so uh, there's a lot of spouses that sleep in separate rooms because of snoring. And um, one of the great things about the mandibular advancement device is it's FDA approved to sleep uh, to, to um, treat mild and moderate sleep apnea. And the good thing about uh, when you treat with the mandibular advancement device is you also are treating the snoring and it stops. Uh, there's not anybody that we treated with a mandibular advancement device that we could not get to stop snoring. Um, so it, it is a great, great uh, device. Now, there are people who snore who don't have sleep apnea. Um, and we've also had uh, been very effective at stopping snoring 
with the Mandarin, with the Mandarin Advancement device for those who don't have sleep apnea. So if there's anybody out there, a spouse um, that has another spouse that snores significantly, it would be great to do them a favor because they really need to be screened if they haven't to make sure that they don't have sleep apnea so that they don't get the underlying conditions uh, that increase their mortality. Um, if there's anybody out there spouse-wise or anybody listening that has been diagnosed with sleep apnea and they have a C CPAP uh, sitting in their room um, and it's not being used, uh, they really need to investigate either using the CPAP again or investigating our 3D printed uh, Mandarin Advancement devices. These Mandarin Advancement devices are 3D printed. They're very thin. They fit over your teeth. They're not bulky. Um, I have one myself. I use it because I snore and have mild um, uh, sleep apnea. So um, they're very, very comfortable. Once you get used to them, you can't sleep without them. You really know that you're getting a, a better quality sleep once you start using them. Dr. Mann, I, I want to ask you about your patients after they've been treated. You kind of hinted about this earlier, but tell me about the responses that you get from people after they, they've had their sleep apnea treated and they're getting better sleep at night. Tell me about the differences that they typically feel. Well, that's the main thing that I was alluding to earlier in the show is most people, if you ask them, are you sleepy? They say, no. Do you feel sleepy during the day? How is your energy? Uh, most of them don't realize that they're lacking the energy that that is normal that have sleep apnea because they've been living with it for a long time. Most sleep apnea patients um, may have started sleep apnea back when they were young um, because of their airway being narrow. Um, mouth breathers, if you're a mouth breather, you have a big risk of sleep apnea. So once they're treated, um, they realize, oh my goodness, I'm getting a quality sleep. I have so much more energy now. And um, they're like, I wish I would have done it, you know, a long time ago. Um, spouses are, are also appreciative because their spouse isn't snoring anymore and uh, they're getting a better rest um, because of it. So we see it on both sides. And it's really a, a really a delightful thing as a, as a practitioner to see this. Uh, once we deliver our mandibular advancement devices, um, we actually send a, a test back home with the patient to make sure that it's effective and that they no longer have sleep apnea. Um, we don't just give someone a mandatory advancement device and say, oh, it's a, it's a magical cure. Uh, we do have to work with the patient because sometimes we have to move their lower jaw out further. We start with the minimum amount, but sometimes we have to move it out further till we get the result we're looking for. But um, it's, a, uh, it's an amazing difference that people feel once they're treated for sleep apnea. Yeah, and that's great. That's what we love to see. And, um, you know, unfortunately, sleep apnea is not something you can diagnose yourself. It's something that you have to go see a professional for. Schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann. Go online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com, or call 919-462-9338, 919-462-9338. And Dr. Mann, I know you have three locations, one in Cary, one in Garner, and one in Fuquay, but the, the Cary facility is the one that's taking all the patients right now, correct? That's correct. We'll be seeing uh, emergencies through next week, and then uh, May 11th, we will be seeing all of our patients um, uh, in each office uh, uh, for non-elective and elective services.
That means we can start cleaning teeth again. That's right. A little bit back to normal. Schedule your appointment now, 919-462-9338 or online at smileman.com. We are out of time for today. I want to thank you for listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF News Talk Traffic. Have a wonderful day.